Hey, hey, soul diggers. Welcome back to Tune In Tuesday. Let's talk all about a cringe-worthy word that you are familiar with but probably don't want to talk about. Whether you're an entrepreneur that's just beginning, you're thinking about it, or haven't been even doing it for five or 10 years, this word can really prevent us from moving further. So what am I talking about? Selling. Selling can give you so many emotions, whether it feels sleazy to you, you don't know how, or you just don't like to do it. We're gonna talk about how to do selling the right way. Today I have with me a guest, Michelle Ann Hagen. She is a specialist about selling down in the DM, on the phone, and any and every other way where it feels good, you like to do it, and you know exactly how, so it makes it easy. Michelle Ann Hagen is a mama. She gives you all the insights to business, selling, everything in between. And I just enjoyed this episode so much with her. And I can't wait to hear it to make sure that the word selling or how to do it no longer holds you back. So let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Soul Digger Podcast, a place where you'll hear real stories from real people and how they became successful in their health, wealth, and everything in between so you can be inspired to follow your soul to a life you only dreamed of. I am your host, Amber Deeds, and I cannot wait to dive into the real talk, the good, the bad, the ugly, even the funny of the secrets and tactics to chasing your dreams, because you never know which episode is going to change your life. So let's get this party started. You're awesome. Hey, Soul Diggers. Welcome back to the next episode of the podcast. I have the wonderful Michelle Hagen with us today. She is a powerhouse of knowledge, and I cannot wait to share everything she's going to give to you today. So listen in, but let's get to chatting with Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. And if you want to just tell us a little bit about you, your story, and what you're going to share today. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm, I just feel so honored. Um, Yeah, so I'm Michelle Hagen, and I am a sales and profitability strategist, and I work with entrepreneurs on your sales strategy of all the way from your systems and processes in your sales to how we're talking to your ideal client and selling to your ideal client to where you are leaving money on the table, where we can expand your sales and what the next level looks like in your business. I'm a mama of two little boys. They're now they're five and three, and I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom still. Uh, I used to work in the corporate insurance world. Other than that, I'm primarily uh, stay-at-home until I kind of started doing this sales and profitability strategy, and it all kind of came on the heels of I was a stay-at-home mom, but I always knew that I was made for more, and I couldn't figure out like what that looked like. I took a course. I had mentorship with Jenna Kutcher, and that just kind of evolved everything, and so really realizing that I have a superpower in sales and marketing and profitability. So that's where I come in. And it's almost kind of like, I like to think that sometimes you have coaches that are very broad and they help on all areas of your business, which I Mm -hmm. could easily 
probably do that, but I like to like be the one who's almost like the doctor who's going to come in and fix this one piece and make you really good at it. As the listeners may be, maybe they're just starting that journey. They're looking for ideal clients. And how do we start that? Absolutely. So one thing that you had mentioned, a lot of times when you come from corporate world and you think you're really good at sales or doing whatever is your corporate, and then you're jumping into your own small business, sometimes that your sales skills transfer over. But where I see the main block in people is that they feel like they're sleazy sailing or that they don't want to like be in everyone's face because we have all experienced the bad salesperson um, we're in a world of multi-level marketing, a lot of online marketing. So it's constantly being pumped at us. And, um, so it just gets hard that you kind of feel like, gosh, I don't want to feel like those people, but I want you to remember, like, you are not those people because if you genuinely believe that your product is good and helps people or fills a need in their life then you're not sleazy sailing. You are providing value is a huge key thing because there are plenty of people and I'm sure you can think of people who back a product and you know that they don't fully believe in that Mm -hmm. product or they don't have the uh, research or whatever it is to back the claims that uh, they're claiming their product will give you. And those are the things that are in your head, making you think that you are not a good salesperson or what people think. And you have to remember that as long as you are genuinely sharing and being open with what you're doing, um, it's not going to be a sleazy sale. Mm -hmm. And which kind of goes into, we had talked, you had said, let's talk about ideal clients and how Mm -hmm. you talk to them. So there are so many ways of figuring out your ideal client and we're not going to go down like the rabbit hole of (laughs) figuring out that, but it's going to say, so let's just say you have figured out who your ideal client is or who you pretty much want to sell to. So it's one thing to know who your ideal client is. And then it's how do you sell to that ideal Mm -hmm. client? Um, because those are two very different things in regards to your product or service or whatever you're putting out into the world. What are the objections that people may be having to that Mm -hmm. and start writing those down? What, what are the questions? It's, it costs too much. Um, I don't, I don't think, um, I have enough skills to do this. Whatever it is, start thinking about the objections that you've either already heard or objections that people are just going to start, you think that they will think, and then you need to start answering those questions in your sales pitch. Yeah, so in your marketing with that, you have to be answering like what this product is going to give people on the other side of them, either consuming it or buying it. So that they can figure out, okay, if I buy this, if I, cause I don't, I don't think I need it, but if you're answering the question, well, if you buy this, this is what it will look like on the other side of your purchase. Mm-hmm. It already answers those questions of, of objections. Um, like another one, like a photographer, quite often people might say like, well, I don't need pictures every year or take pictures with my own camera. Well, you could take them with your own camera, but so for example, we know uh, our friend Stephanie Bagley, who's from Mm -hmm. KBB, 
if one of the objections, if people were saying that to her, I would tell her to sell, but you don't know how to pose yourself to make yourself feel good because that's her main thing is posing people um, and making women feel good about themselves. So it's just helping people figure out overcoming the objections in their head um, up front. And then what I want you to do is kind of once you've figured out the objections and you're going to work that into your marketing, you also need to remember that your ideal client has three different, there's three different ideal clients inside your ideal client. Mm -hmm. So there's the people who see your product, it makes sense, and they automatically buy. Like, okay, yep, that makes sense. I, the price makes sense. I buy. And those mm -hmm. are like just your easy people that you just put your market. Can we have product. all of those people every time, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that's just one category. <laughs> yep. And then you have like the people who need to feel um, emotionally why they need your product. They need to go research you. They need to research your product. They need to know that you're legit. And so as you're marketing your product, you need to answer to those people as well of saying, here's the other people that I've served. Here's how this product has helped other people. This is why I created this product. Um, you know, just answering those questions. Again, it's answering the questions that are in their head, but it's mm -hmm. knowing that they are going to go out and research. So give them the research that you want them to see so that they're being pointed kind of in the right direction towards your sales. And then there's going to be the people who wait until you are going to take your product away. They think on it and they might be people who buy like six months down the road. These are the people that need to see your face or your product many times before they buy. And then they need to, so they're either waiting for a discount mm -hmm. or they're waiting for your product to go away. So this is going to mean, uh, if, if you're selling a physical product, it's, this is a limited edition because that means there's only so mm. many. Um, this is the last run or I'm closing the doors on this. You're not going to be able to get this for X amount of time. Um, that's why we always hear a lot of times about selling on scarcity so that people don't feel like it's just open abundance. I can get this product whenever I want so I can sit on it and think. And another way, like when you are going to be ready to possibly take your business to the next level and you're going to up your services and prices, this is where another place where you start to kind of like close that down and create the scarcity mm -hmm. of, okay, this is it. After this date, the prices are going up. So if you want to get in on my services, my offer, this product at this price, this is it. And so then it gives them, okay, shoot, I better get off the fence and purchase now and today. Um, and, and when you start selling to those three types of buyers, I want you to remember that you need to, um, that first person is just going to see your product. So this is just going to be like your normal marketing. So a lot of people are just selling to that first person. You just put mm -hmm. your product out there and you just let the people who want to buy, buy. You forget about the people that you need to really like give them the love and the warm fuzzies and you need the to nurture question. Right? Yes. You need mm -hmm. to nurture them and help them to figure out why they need your product. And then it's crazy that these people of creating the scarcity or when your product goes away, that's when you get 40% of your sales. Wow. Which is crazy to think that um, even though it's these three different types of buyers that this last buyer actually makes up a little bit more than the other two. 
So that's why it's really important to create some type of scarcity or an end time of your purchase. But like for hairdressers or someone who's starting their own hair salon, the creating scarcity is where, hey, I only have X amount of spots left for this month or the next two months or whatever it is. And sometimes you might have more spots open than what you're saying or, and this is where it gets hard because some people are okay with saying, I only have three spots left when there's really 10, Mm -hmm. but then it's, Hey, I only have limited spots and the next 10 people are the only ones I can guarantee in or, um, and then once you close out your offer or you say, this is the end time, there's no more in at this price that, and it's so hard the first time because you're going to close down and then the people will come going, wait, 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 please let Mm -hmm. me in, please let me in, which we saw which happened with KVB this year. It did. And they had to, you know, so my recommendation is you have to be firm on those doors, but mm-hmm. if you are going to open them again, which we saw with KVB, what they did, you paid a lot more in the payment, in the yep. payment plan and you did not get all the bonuses. Not or they the bonuses. Some, yeah. Yeah. They took some stuff away. So I'm a firm believer on that door. Like once it's closed, that's it. And you create a wait list or you um, become the first people that get to buy the next go round if they sign up on a list. Um, But if you are going to let stragglers in, the offer needs to change Mm -hmm. so that your ideal clients that came in and bought before that door closed, that they felt they feel valued because if they see you then being like, well, I had a whole bunch of people, so I'm just going to open the floodgates and everyone can purchase in at the same price. They're going to think, well, I mean, they didn't close it. They weren't hard on it before, so I can just keep waiting. Figuring out who your ideal client is and then selling selling to those three different types of buyers, answering the questions that are already in their head. Sometimes though, we pick a net and we're like, well, I want to sell to... um, the women who are in their early twenties without kids and the moms and the moms that don't have any kids at home. Well, those three types of buyers are in total different states of life. They buy, they spend money totally differently. Mm -hmm. Now maybe you do have a product that is a wide net and it hits all of those. Then you need to make sure that you are pushing content out there that speaks directly to the woman who doesn't have a child directly to the woman with the child and someone, someone who is an empty nester, which Mm -hmm. that means you're going to need to create more content because those three people think very differently, or you need to pick one of them that your marketing goes to possibly the woman with children. And you are going to give marketing so that these other two buyers can semi see how your product is still for them, but you're not directly at them. I am a huge firm believer of that. You need to pick a ideal client and do laser focus in on that Mm -hmm. or um, so that it helps you to just narrow down because when you're laser focused, you're shooting straight and you're shooting at the same thing every time instead of being like, okay, well, today I'm going to shoot over at this person, but I don't want to forget about this person Mm -hmm. over here. Um, And sometimes you might have a little bit broader. Like for example, for me, I just work with 
women entrepreneurs for the most part who own their own business are in three to five years of their business and their moms. So I still shoot like my marketing goes to towards those people, but there are people who are on the other sides of they're just women and they own a business, but right. they can still see how um, my business and what I serve and what I give is for them. I'm never going to turn someone away that is an entrepreneur and isn't right. a mom. <laughs> but if, I mean, but if you come to my page, you can see that I talk about motherhood and all these things and being in the little years. So I'm narrowly focusing towards one woman. Mm-hmm. but I'm still opening, you know, I'm still for the, the others. Yeah. And as, where, as we know, it's, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one because then your ideal client is getting confused on who are you talking to? Right. So we absolutely. really want to narrow it down. And I think that's, a, I love that tip because when you're jumping into this journey you know, you obviously just want everybody to buy and all the business and all the things. And then we just throw something out into the world and say, why is no one buying this? It's out there for everyone. Yeah. And then it's like when you narrow it down and you have like that one person that you're laser shooting to. And, you know, we always hear that, like, pick the one person or someone that, you know, that needs your service and create the content for that one person. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe in that, but I also believe in, okay, I have my ideal client and I have three different types of buyers. I know exactly. I have someone in my mind that I write my content to that is that buyer who sees my product and knows that she wants it because I know that's the type of buyer she is. She doesn't think about the stuff that she buys. So I think about her when I write, you know, some of that content. And then I have someone who I know researches everything. So I think about her when I write some of that content that's going to be the warm, fuzzy, feely stuff because Mm -hmm. this first buyer doesn't need it. My third one, again, I know I have those friends and I'm totally the third buyer where like, I have to think about everything forever. Mm -hmm. Is it worth my money to be spent? Like I don't buy till the hours before it's going away. So this person, because I know I right now in the season I am in, I'm my own ideal client. So the third person I write to myself because I know I'm, I write what I know I need to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or if you find someone in that. So that's kind of one of the big things of when you're talking to your ideal client. Remember, you have one ideal client who thinks in three different ways. Oh, I love that. That's good. I haven't thought about it that way. That's good. It's always, you know, when you kind of get into the space of the entrepreneur world, it's like niche down, niche down, niche down, one person, that's it, you know? And so having a few of those categories on who you're talking to, but I think the the main thing is just know who you're talking to, right? I, when I first started, I was kind of all over the place. I'm like, I don't know, moms, entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs, and fivers, I don't know, all over the place. And then when you do that, ideal client or customers don't even know what your message is and you don't. And then it's kind of, you're all over the place in, in that sense. So that's really good. That's really good. Also, the big thing too, that I have to say, you guys, fear of missing out. FOMO is real. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you have something out there and many of us have to learn this a hard way, because think about it. I know for me, every day that I check on Amazon, there is a deal, a new deal of the day and it expires and they have the countdown clock. So you are on edge thinking, Oh, should I get this? I'm going to miss out. And every day that clock is just staring me in the face on what I'm going to miss out on. So it's the same for our offers. If you are coming up with something 
that's when things, as you said, like 40% of buyers come in right before it hits the doors close, right? If you're, if this whole concept is new to you, watch someone who is launching a course or launching mm -hmm. a product that has an end date because you will see them sell to those first people who it's the logical, I'm just putting my offer out there. You'll see them selling to those middle people and then you'll see the going away offer. Um, and I'm a huge um, believer in watching what other people are doing as mm -hmm. well because you learn so much. Um, find people who are in your own industry, watch and that are successful, watch them, see what they're doing and how they're selling, and then find people who are in similar industries and sometimes totally different industries and how they're selling and talking to their ideal client because you will get ideas and you will see, oh, okay, I see what she's doing. Um, that's what, I, you know, and I kind of laugh because I think for two years while I was a stay-at-home mom, that's pretty much like what I did. And I didn't even realize like in my own sales power, uh, in my own superpower of, I was like, oh, they're launching that. I would have done this a little differently. Oh, she kind of didn't, she didn't talk about it. You know, I, it was my mm -hmm. own thing, but I just watched. Um, and it is, it's, I just think it's a really important thing to also do because you're seeing what other people are doing. It's going to help you spur ideas. And even when you're looking at those people who are not in your industry, it's going to give you good out of the box thinking of how can you maybe sell in a way that your industry is not doing yet, mm -hmm. or that's working for another industry. And how can you um, implement it into yours? Because if it's working for another industry, most likely with some tweaking, it will work for yours as well. So good. So good. I love that. So let's recap just a little bit. So moving back to the first one, because you had just believe in what you do, right? Because mm -hmm. you have to think of it as you're giving a disservice to those if you're not putting it out there. So even if it's a, a course about Instagram or you're cutting hair, whatever, you just need to believe in yourself. You have to think of your product that with, if you are not selling it to someone or trying to put it into um, their life where they need it, you are doing them a disservice because sometimes we're so close to our own products that we mm -hmm. forget how much value is in them. You need to remember that what you're selling is valuable, that you are a good person, you know, so mm -hmm. therefore you're not selling to these people out of, I just want to try to make all this money on people. And I know that my product is is not worth it or whatever it is, you know that whatever you've created is worth people spending their money on. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times, I think that as new entrepreneurs, uh, we get scared to put things out there because our businesses become our babies. And oh, yes. we're so close to them and we work so hard because a lot of times people who are not entrepreneurs um, don't understand all of the work have built to lay the groundwork before you let your baby into the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're that person in the groundwork, I want you to know, like, we see you, other entrepreneurs, like we know what you've been through and just put it out into the world because you might have people who are behind you. I, I always say they're not behind you, but people who um, don't understand what you're doing and they might give you negative feedback. Well, they're not your, sorry, they're not your ideal client and mm -hmm. what you're serving is not for them, but know that 
anyone that is in front of you in your industry is never going to is never going to say anything bad about you they understand and know that whatever you are doing is hard and they admire you for that and they know and so just put your baby out there and the people mm-hmm. that need it are going to consume it and the people that have already walked that road are going to cheer for you because they know the road that you are currently walking of just creating and making your business and your baby, right? Like you said, yeah. making it your baby. Cause it is one of those things where when you start out and you have this dream or this desire and you're like, Oh, I could make this course or I could start this business or I could do these things. And you're just working on it behind the scenes and you're doing all these things. And then it's time. It's basically time to have that baby and show it to the world. And you're like, Oh, what if they reject? Oh, what if, nobody comes or it's not good enough. And I see that a lot with entrepreneurs, like just never getting anything out there because they're so afraid to release that baby because it is precious to you and you've worked so hard on it. And what if I don't even get one sale or what if nobody shows up in person? What am I going to do? Um, The next thing you said is talking to the objections, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about that. Uh, The next one, oh my goodness, you had so much. (laughs) What was number three? Let's see. Um, I checked. then selling so what did you say talk to their objections and then selling like how they need to hear it in the in the three stages that's it yeah there's so much it's so good i I love all this i know like it's so hard as like a salesperson because i feel like there's so much of this and this is why i think it's so important Mm -hmm. um that when you are picking a coach that you find someone who is in the niche that you are struggling because I could go so deep because I have so much knowledge. Like the, when I do these podcasts, I have to a lot of times, like with <laughs> my notes, don't talk about this because I have to tell myself, don't go too deep because they're not going to understand. Because <laughs> this is like my superpower that I could just keep niching keep going right? sales. Um, as to where sometimes when you have the people who are like, I can help you in every area of your business. They're the jack of all, but the master of none. So that's why I'm very big of like, I am very good at a lot of different things in business and I could give you a lot of different advice, but I am the master of sales. If Mm -hmm. you want a master of, you know, how to create your content, my friend Madison is for this. Mm -hmm. And this is where it's also very important if you are an entrepreneur who is selling like a type of service like I am or a a specific thing in business Mm -hmm. that you then create, see, here we go. I'm going down the rabbit hole. No, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That you create um, basically a referral uh, Mm -hmm. lifeline to yourself. So I can help you in sales, but I know exactly who to send you to if you need help with content creation. I know Mm -hmm. exactly who to send you to if you need help building your website. Could I do those things? Yes, but I am not the 100% expert on them. I am still refining them for myself. I'm Mm -hmm. two steps ahead of you probably, so I could still help you, but it's going to be better for me and for you as my client if I send you to someone who is the expert on content creation, the expert of website, the expert of podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's going to be people like who are the bigger people of the world, like the Jenna Kutchers. And she has so much knowledge that you could ask her about anything, anything. Yeah. And she, you know, but at the same time you have to, and that's where you have to discern who you are learning from. But a lot of times 
to learn from the people who are like the Jenna Kutchers of the world are going to mm-hmm. cost you way more than to learn from the people who are like me, who are the experts in one area. And we're just teaching in that one area right now. Um, and then having that referrals that you can refer out because as long as the thing is, is when you give to somebody, they're going to give back to you. Um, think, well, if I refer business away, they're never going to buy from me. No, you refer business away, then that person that you referred business to is going to say, you know what, you asked me a question on sales. I'm not the expert. I want to send you to my friend over here. Oh, that's so good. And I think that happens so much too as entrepreneurs. We, like you said, we want to create all the things for all the people, especially as we learn and we're starting to pick up those skills. Like, okay, I think I could build a website. Okay, I think I could finally teach someone else a little bit about sales. But again, you, what is your one vehicle that you can make that change for your ideal client, right? Like not all of the things, like what is your superpower, the sales, the content creating, the whatever it may be, and focus on there. So focus on who your ideal client is and then your vehicle of change, right? Um, You're an expert in sales, copywriting. Like what does that look like for you? Your hairstylist, you know, narrowing that down. And so when you put all these together, you believe in your product, you start talking to their objections, you um, understand like what your superpower is, then it all comes together and this whole word, and I air quote here, sales is not so scary. It's -hmm. just you living in your zone of genius, giving back to others. And I know, thank goodness that say Jenna Kutcher, Tony Robbins, they weren't holding back in life saying, oh, this is too salesy. I'll just go, you know, live in a corporate job because I wouldn't, my life wouldn't have changed if they didn't give that back and sell it to me because those who pay, pay attention. Mm -hmm. So if they would have given me everything for free, would I really actually made my own business, finished the course, done these things? Probably not because I would have said life got in the way. I don't have time. It could just be a piece of cake, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. it's not so scary when we're jumping into it. So and Michelle, any last minute advice to saying, this is what I like to call new age marketing because direct messaging used to be physically dialing your phone and calling mm-hmm. somebody, right? Yep. But when you were calling somebody, it was much easier because you physically had them on the phone. Direct messaging is a whole different beast in itself. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You 100% do not, with a capital, do not just cold, like cold call direct message. It will not work. (laughs) It will will turn people off and they're going to be like, uh. Down in the DMs and the first thing you've never heard from this person, you didn't even know they were on your Instagram or whatever. And the first thing they say to you is, hey, so-and-so. They probably even spelled your name wrong. They don't even know you as a person as it is. Say, I thought you might like this thing that has nothing that relates to you. So take it from Michelle, even past experiences. Don't just drop the very first thing you say to them is, hey, want to buy this? Right. Right? (laughs) So here's what you need to do. Because direct messaging does work. But you need to go go find your ideal client. Now doing it on Facebook is a little bit harder because people's profiles are closed, Mm -hmm. um, but it can work on Facebook. 
but with Instagram, you can easily find your ideal client by searching hashtags, figuring out which hashtag your ideal client uses, things that they like or are involved in. So you're gonna go find those profiles, keep track of them, and then interact with them. Mm-hmm. You need to show yes. up to them like seven, 10 times, even commenting on their posts in their pictures. It's not just liking their pictures. It's actually making physical comments. And I don't want them to be pretty picture. Looks cool. It needs to be how, whatever they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have felt this way. This is where this was in my life, things like that. So you're you're interacting in their comments and then you need to watch their stories and interact in their stories. And it's not just a, oh, send them a heart or something. It's literally sending a message that has something that ties to them so that they will respond. So that yes. it leaves it, you know, um, in leaving open end questions. So sometimes it might be those first few that are just like so cute just to get into their inbox so that they look at it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, oh, I remember the time when my kids were that little. Don't you feel like the time is going so fast? Sales is relationships. So for me, like people that I have worked with down the road, like it's not like, oh, I just sold to them and I walked away. I mean, they're still all my friends, you know, like I still yes. talk to them. It, it has nothing to do with, oh, I just want to sell to you. Like you genuinely need to create those relationships with your ideal client. So it's creating the relationship with them in the direct messages. And then your services are just going to naturally start to flow where mm-hmm. people are going to look and see what you sell or that you do. And they're going to be like, Hey, you know, I saw that you do X, Y, Z. I think I could use your services. Absolutely. Oh, and it's just rem- remembering that you are worthy of your sale. You have worked to sell your product. Mm-hmm. You are the expert in whatever product that you are selling or you wouldn't be selling it. So therefore yeah. you're not a sleazy salesperson. You are being a genuine, authentic person. And it's adding in your story to that sales of why you are even doing what you do. And that's what makes it important to people. Ah, love that, Michelle. Well, thank you so much. This was so valuable. I know the listeners are gonna get so much. So let us know if they're still interested in getting some more guidance and help from you. Michelle, where can they find you? Yeah, so my website, so I'm the same across my website, Facebook, Instagram is all Michelle Ann, A-N-N, and Hagen, H-A-G-E-N, across Instagram, my website. Makes it easy. It makes it so easy. So all you have to do is search my name and you'll be able to find me. And I do one-on-one coaching with people, whether you just need some mentorship in the starting stages of your business, if you're doing some accountability to that, like I talked about that one-on-one sales, that's that deep dive into figuring out that one area that you need to fix, which Mm -hmm. is just like a one-time sales call. Or I work with entrepreneurs where we take a three-month span and we master you into your sales of every single area so that you are set up for success. So good. So good. So go find her, Soul Diggers, Michelle Ann Hagen. She's a wealth of knowledge in sales. And thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Thank you. It was fun. All right, Soul Diggers, we'll see you on the next episode.